Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, brothers and sisters, how's it going? Welcome to our second episode of the Mike's Loaded Podcast, I'm your host, your brother Riaz, bringing you this episode as usual. So, this is our second episode, like I say, check out the first one if you haven't done so already, it's on social media, and uh, some of the pitfalls, some of the issues that can arise through social media. What we're talking about today, inshallah, is we are talking about so you've started practicing now what okay you've started practicing now what we're going to be looking at things that you need to focus on as somebody who's newly started practicing deen you could be a revert you could be somebody who's born muslim but now you've just started practicing maybe you were always practicing right but now you've made a conscious decision to try to be a little bit more into the dean and try to take your dean a little bit more serious etc etc now just off the bat we do need to sort of like you know discuss this concept of practicing what does it mean to be practicing you know um is it just the fact that you know someone's got a beard or someone wears a hijab or something like that that's not all it is about practicing you know um somebody might pray five times a day fast etc etc you know that sort of person, you're still practicing, right? So practicing is a little bit of a, you know, um, it's not quite an ideal term to be using, but we'll look at it from the point of view of you want to be a little bit more dean conscious. You want to be more focused on your dean. What do you need to focus on? So why are we even discussing this topic? The reason is because so many young people, so many people that come to the dean, start practicing, start, you know, being a little bit more conscious of the Dean, reverts as well, they fall into many pitfalls. Unfortunately, they fall into many pitfalls and they end up wasting so much precious time. And sometimes they end up actually doing damage to themselves, to the dawah, to relationships, etc, etc, because they don't, you know, focus on the correct things to start off with. So what we want to do is we want to try and highlight some of the things that you should be doing, the do's, and we also want to highlight some of the things that you want to try and stay away from, which is the do nots, okay? Now, I've separated this into these two uh, general areas, the things that you should be doing now that you've decided to take your dean more seriously or that you've decided to, you know, um, focus more on, on the dean, and then the things that you should not be doing. Okay, and trust me, I've got advice from other brothers that have been in your position 10 years ago, your position 15 years ago, you know, I myself was there as well. So we know some of the pitfalls that people are going to end up falling into, unfortunately. So for you, that's an excellent thing, because if you take our advice, then inshallah, you'll be able to protect yourself from many of these uh, pitfalls. And the reality is that those things that we're going to tell you to stay away from, I'm going to tell you to avoid is only going to benefit you, benefit you in the present, but also have massive benefit in the future, you know, as you start to grow and mature in the dean. So, you started to take your dean a little bit more seriously. The things that you should be doing, okay? Now, I've separated these into like three general categories, but you could have loads of categories. Categories aren't really that important, okay? 
but I've just separated it into three to make it easier for you to understand. So the first one is based on knowledge. Okay, so anything that's sort of like knowledge and learning based, okay, that's the first one. The second one is your actions, okay, mainly to do with um, your ibadah and your actions, interactions with other people, okay. And then your the third one is going to be the company you keep, okay, the company you keep. That is also a very, very important aspect, okay of when you start uh, taking the Dean a little bit more seriously, okay? So, knowledge. If you've decided to come onto the Dean, or you decided to start taking things a bit more seriously, then obviously you've been looking into the basics, okay? Obviously, you've something has led you to make this decision. Maybe you've been reading Quran, maybe you've listened to a lecture, you went to, like, you know, a circle, whatever it is, your, a friend gave you some dawah, whatever it might be, right? But you've probably been doing and getting some knowledge of the basics uh, to start with, okay? So, your foundation needs to be built. Very important, what I'm going to say here. Your foundation needs to be built on the Quran, okay? Absolutely essential, right? Because your relationship with the Quran is your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ultimately, Okay? The Quran, as we know, it's the kalam of Allah, speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the final revelation, right? Your relationship with that is the strength of your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you build that relationship with the Quran, okay? Take it, you know, take it with small steps, you know, right? I'm not talking about going off and becoming a half straight away or things like that. Take it with small steps, but make sure that the Quran is part of that relationship, Okay? And that can start with just something as simple as reading the translation, okay? Reading the translation or, you know, listening to the translation if you don't understand Arabic, right? Reading, listening to the translation, very important. And just keep cycling through the translation of the Quran. You finish it once, go back over it, yeah? You might do this, you might just do five minutes a day, ten minutes a day, whatever, right? But have that relationship so that you start to get familiar with what is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talking about in, in the Qur'an. What are the different topics? Yeah. What is the tone of the Qur'an? Yeah. It's very sad that you've got people that have like, you know, been practicing for a long time. They don't understand Arabic. They've never read the translation of the Qur'an. What's going on? Yeah. It's like saying, I, I remember once a colleague of mine, they said that their kid, yeah, their little boy is about five or six or something like that. He was a massive Star Wars fan. Yeah. But he'd never seen the films. The original three films, yeah? He'd never seen them. So how can he be like, you know, some massive fan? He's never seen the films, okay? Now, obviously, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you've got the highest example, yeah? How can you be a Muslim who's taking things a little bit more seriously and you don't have any understanding of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about in his, in his book? So build that relationship with the Qur'an, okay? That's from the translation point of view, right? Translation point of view. And ultimately, with that, start learning how to read the Arabic. Okay, your relationship with the Quran is on multiple levels. Right, one of those is understanding what's being said. Okay, another one is actually reciting it. Right, in order to do that, you need to learn Arabic. Okay, now this sounds like a mammoth task. Oh, I've got to learn Arabic. You know what, guys? I taught myself how to read Arabic, basic Arabic. 
okay? I taught myself how to read. And this wasn't through apps and YouTube and things like that. I used a book that came with a, came with a CD, and that's what I used, okay? Um, it's like one of those gateway to Arabic type books, one of those, right? But now on YouTube, you'll find loads and loads of resources, okay? So make use of those. Start learning how to read the Quran in Arabic. Once you start, start you know, getting the hang of reading the Quran in Arabic, don't neglect the translation, okay? Don't neglect the translation. Stick with that, but also have your portion of uh, reading the Quran as well. Because the Quran... It will start to, you know, it will it will have an effect on you. Even if you don't understand the words directly, it has an effect, okay? This is part of the miraculous nature of the Qur'an, right? It has an effect, even if you don't understand. Now, obviously, the highest goal is to understand, yeah? But you have to take small steps, yeah? So, for an example, you might have, like, you know, 10 minutes of reading the translation, and then, you know... In the evening or something, you might watch a few of the YouTube videos. Just find a series, how to read Quran. There'll be loads of them available. And then you start learning Alif, Ta, Ta, etc, etc. And you can start building it up from there, inshallah. And obviously, you need to be doing your Salah. So, memorize some of the short surahs. Yeah. You know how I started memorizing? Nearly all of Juz Amma. Yeah, Juz Amma is the, is the uh, last sort of like um, section of the Quran. The 30th Juz, right? Majority of that I, I memorized through um, listening to the recitation and writing down the words in English. Writing down the words in like English letters. So if it's like Qulhu Allahu Ahad, I'd write it in English, yeah, and then I'd use that and try and just repeat it, memorize it, etc. Yeah. So I'm not saying about doing the whole juz or anything like that, just a few of the short sorters, just so that you can start, you know, um, building up on your memorization as well. Okay, so that's that's where it starts with Quran. Okay, that's where it starts with Quran. Your next one after that, yeah, um, is having a knowledge of the Seerah of the Prophet. Okay, I could have talked about lots of different things here. Okay, a few of the people I spoke to they said Arabic, you know, you got general circles, going to circles, etc. etc. The reason I'm singling out Seerah is there's a, there's an important reason for that. When you know the seerah, you know the context of the Qur'an. You know how did the Prophet implement the Qur'an. When there's an ayah that comes down about a particular thing, how did the Prophet implement that? That's number one. Number two, the Prophet is fundamental in our belief as Muslims. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadur rasulullah. That we testify that there's none worthy of worship except for Allah. And we testify that Muhammad is his last and final messenger. So we need to know about what the, this last and final messenger has been through. What he went through. Yeah. And when you do that, combined with your you know, relationship with the Quran, now you've got a strong relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're building your love for the Prophet. If you have these two aspects, yeah, you're going to be good in your deen, inshallah. Because you're going to know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you. And you're going to know how the Prophet lived. Okay. Fundamental. So start with Seerah. Maybe read some Seerah books. you find loads of series on, on YouTube and stuff on the Seerah. Different sheikhs and things. Um, you can watch those. Yeah. If you have a local circle that you can go to. Obviously that's good as well. One thing that I'm going to tell you to try to be aware of. Okay. It's not necessarily a bad thing. 
but be a bit careful of intense study circles. Study circles that are too intense for your level. Okay, remember you're someone new. Yes, you need to learn fiqh, you need to learn about tafsir, you know, you need to learn about hadith, etc. etc. Right? But just be careful of going to something that's too intense for your level. Right? I'll give you a simple example with this, yeah. I remember I was speaking to one brother once and um he went to do a um fiqh of tahara tahara is like purification yeah so he went to do a a fiqh of purification course at an institute yeah this was a 12 week course right i remember saying to him how are you getting on with that with that course that you're on and he said it's week 5 and we haven't even finished the introduction and i i was thinking to myself subhanallah what is this teacher on the guy who's teaching your class has got it totally wrong because he's taken someone who's turned up for an for a basic level fiqh class 12 weeks yeah and you're going into so much detail you haven't even covered the introduction and it's nearly halfway through the course you're going in too deep on that level so be careful of the courses that are too deep for your level get a general understanding of the different aspects of the deen like i say try to focus on quran and focus on the seerah of the prophet as well and obviously you've got general talks khutbas are really good just listen to a khutbah on your way to college university work whatever yeah that's really good because they're quite short and they give you like the key information yeah in a khutbah you don't have the khatib going into like loads of technical stuff it's for the masses it's for the general public it's good to like listen to things like that as well Try to attend, if you can, a regular circle, okay? Again, be aware of things that are too intense for your level, but something that's like, you know, if you have a regular, like, I don't know, Friday circle or Saturday circle at your, at your local mosque or something, that's somewhere really good to attend as well. And you can start getting to know the, the speakers, the sheikhs, the imams, you know, the other brothers, for the sisters, the other sisters that are there. And that's a good way for you to build up um, your your circle of friends as well. Right. So that's the knowledge side, focusing on Quran, yeah, relationship with the Quran, and also having a good understanding of Sirah and then general topics along with that as well, yeah. Um, Arabic is something that you should also try to go into, but maybe once you've sort of like built yourself up, most Arabic courses they need you to be able to read Arabic script, okay. Most Arabic courses need you to be able to read Arabic script, so that's why I've sort of left that right at the end. You can focus on learning to read Quran, and if you can read Quran, then you'll be able to um, read Arabic to a basic level with, as long as it's got the vowel markings in there. Yeah, right. Let's move on to the next one, actions. Okay. Now, most people tell you your five pillars. I'm not going to tell you your five pillars. Yeah, in terms of like your actions. The reason for that is because the five pillars is not actually the top five things. That you have to do in, uh, you know, that's that's a must upon you, as soon as you start practicing. It's not, because if you haven't got enough money, you don't go for Hajj. If it's not Ramadan, you don't need to fast. Yeah. If you haven't got enough wealth, you don't have to pay your zakah. Yeah. So it's not actually the five pillars. The five pillars are the five most important um, pillars of the Deen. The most important, you know. Uh, acts if you like but they're not the things that you have to be doing right away 
Yeah? If they were, then the second you start, the second you become Muslim, you have to go and Hajj. The second you become Muslim, you have to fast Ramadan. And that's not the case. Yeah? Ramadan, you fast Ramadan when Ramadan comes. Yeah? So if, for example, at the time of this podcast, we're in Dhul Hijjah. Yeah? The month of Hajj. Right? So Ramadan is 10 months away. Yeah? If I told you, right, you've got to focus on your five pillars, that means that people have to go off and they have to start learning about Ramadan right now. Yeah? You have to learn the basics. Yeah, obviously, you have to know what Ramadan is. It's the month when Muslims fast, etc. But it's not necessarily the action that you have to do, not the wajib thing, the obligatory thing upon you right now. In 10 months, it will be. Yeah? Not right now. So, what do you have to do with your actions? Obviously, the first one, the shahada, uh, the testimony of faith that, the Muslim, that all Muslims say. Um, so you have to basically have a strong relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your iman. This is how it links back to what I said about the Quran. Okay, When you read Quran regularly, even if it's translation, you start to build a love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your heart. Okay, You start to build a love of the Prophet when you're reading his seerah and learning about his seerah. Okay, so that first, the first pillar of Islam, yeah, the shahada, this will be covered when you are doing these, uh, you know, seeking knowledge in the Quran and in the seerah of the Prophet. But obviously, work on your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, make dua to Allah, yeah, make dua to Him. You don't know Arabic, no problem, you do it in English, you do it in whatever language, yeah, you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you build. That relationship with him, yeah? That's how you get that strength of Iman. After that, obviously, you've got your Salah. Okay? Salah is something that everyone needs to be doing. Okay? Um, it becomes wajib upon you straight away. Okay? So, if you're new to the deen, it comes wajib on you straight away. So, you need to learn how to obviously make wudu, how to make ghusl. Okay? And then you need to be learning how to pray. Right? I'm going to throw one thing out there right now. And I'm going to come back to this a little bit later on. There are differences of opinions. Don't worry about them right now. Okay? Don't even bother entertaining them right now. Okay? You go to somebody you trust. It might be your local imam. You speak to him. You're happy with, you know, who this guy is, etc., etc. Right? He tells you to pray this way. Fine. That's acceptable. Yeah? Just pray that way for now. Yeah? As you get more knowledge... As you start studying, as you mature in the deen, yeah, different things, you'll start to understand different things. But for now, just focus on that, okay? If anyone starts coming to you and bringing you difference of opinion and telling you, look, no, do it like this, do it like that, blah, 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 blah. For now, you're new. You're new, yeah? Just do it the way that you've been told, okay? By somebody you trust. Just do it that way for now, and you can work on all the other stuff later on, okay? So, um... Salah, that requires you to know how to make wudu, how to do ghusl as well. If you're a woman, then you need to learn about, you know, all the things that are specific to women as well with regards to this. And obviously doing your salah. Then there's other stuff, okay, eating the right food, okay, um, uh, you know, how you dress, things like that. Little bit of advice with that. Try to do as much as you can, but take your time, Okay. Don't go into things, you know, um, head first, get overwhelmed, yeah? Focus first on your salah, your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sorry, and the Prophet getting to know who the Prophet is, 
and then focus on your salah, make sure you're doing your salah, etc., etc. And then all the other things, yeah, like for example, growing a beard, uh, having a hijab, you know, etc., etc. If you can do these, then that's excellent, okay? But for example, if you're um, somebody who's struggling with certain things, okay, take your time, okay, take your time. It's, there's no rush, okay? Make sure you're doing the main things first, okay? Right, other things that you can do. Excellent action, volunteering, okay? Volunteering is a fantastic thing for you to do, especially when you're new. Because when you volunteer, right, let's say, for example, you volunteer at your local mosque, or there's events that take place, like charity events, or, you know, uh, different types of talks, conferences, volunteer for them. It's absolutely brilliant. You're going to have a great time with the brothers and the sisters with the sisters. You're going to get to meet new people. You're going to get to, like, you know, uh, maybe you'll build a relationship with the with the sheikhs. Maybe you'll build a relationship with the brothers that are managing the event. You start to see their management skills, etc. You'll meet brothers that are more knowledgeable, that are more experienced. You can start learning from them. Okay, volunteering is fantastic. Okay, especially if you're in a position where you're new to the dean, and maybe you haven't got like you know a very strong support network. Yeah, volunteering is a great way for you to get into. Uh, starting to know people and start, you know, uh, building up uh, relationships. Next one, attend the masjid. Okay, if there's a masjid near you, try to attend at least once a day. Okay, I appreciate five times a day is going to be super hard if you've got work or school or whatever. Okay, maybe just once a day, maybe for Isha, maybe for Maghrib. Yeah, if you can, Fajr, right? Try to have a relationship going to the masjid. Yeah. Right now, it's difficult because if you're listening to this at the time of it going out, we're still in the COVID-19 um, COVID situation. So the masajid aren't freely open like they used to be. Okay, But try to build a habit, going to the masjid, getting used to it. Yeah, Being in that environment, you'll start to love it in Shah Okay, And the next action to do, focus on your character. Brothers and sisters, this advice is gold. Because everyone, when you start practicing, you start thinking that, you know, um, the whole weight of the world's on your shoulders. You have to save the ummah. Yeah? You start thinking that you're upon the right path. Alhamdulillah, Allah's guided you. Yeah? And that can sometimes breed arrogance. That can breed bad character traits. Yeah? You can start being, you know, people that used to be your best friends. You can start speaking bad to them. Yeah? Your parents... Right, relatives, etc., etc. Avoid that. Just work on having good character. And remember what I said about the Prophet ﷺ, learning his sirah, you will see amazing, amazing examples of the character of the Prophet ﷺ and the good character when you study the sirah. Okay, because especially in Mecca, yeah, the early part of the sirah, he went through lots of hardships, and you see his character. It was absolutely amazing how he would deal with people, how they would view him. Okay, you learn a lot from that in Shatara. So actions, not necessarily focusing on all of the five pillars unless some of them are, are relevant at that particular time. Okay, focusing on your relationship with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, getting to know who the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is, uh, your salah, and then things like volunteering, attending the masjid, perfecting your character, inshallah. Okay, right. Let's move on to the last one of the main things that you need to do: your company. Your company, right? Having good company, brothers and sisters, 
the shaitan, he will catch the lone, the wolf catches the lone sheep, the shaitan, he catches the lone Muslim. Our deen is a deen, it's a jama'ah. It's a deen where we work together, it's a collective, yeah? You can't do it on your own. I remember chatting to a Christian colleague of mine once, yeah? And he was talking about how, oh, you know, people just fast Ramadan because everyone's doing it, yeah? And he was saying how that's a flaw. That's not a flaw. How else are you going to get in a position where you're going to be able to do difficult things? Like, for example, fasting Ramadan, maybe pray praying Fajr, etc., etc. Yeah, just generally staying on the deen. If you're out there on your own, how are you going to do that? You need to have strong relationships, good co company around you. If you're in a group of friends, right? You're in a group of friends and all your mates are smoking, right? All your mates are doing drugs. How likely is it that you're going to be firm in not doing it? Everyone's doing it, right? Everyone. It takes, you know, you're going to be in a really difficult position to stay out of that stuff. Now, imagine the opposite. You're in a group of friends. Everyone prays Salah, yeah? You're playing football in the park, right? Salah time comes. Everyone stops. They make wudu. They pray Salah. Are you going to not pray? Yeah, you're someone who prays. Yeah, there are people that don't pray, and you know, even while all their mates are praying, they're just sitting there doing kick ups, right? But you're someone who prays. You've decided to take your deen seriously. Yeah, now you've got everyone else is praying, right? You're going to pray as well. You're going to think, yeah, I'm, what am I doing not praying? You know, subhanAllah, when I came to the deen, I remember a, a situation during Ramadan. A bunch of Muslims, they went for Salah. I think it was Dhuhr Salah. And somebody said to me, aren't you going to go with him? And I thought to myself, nah, nah, I ain't going to go with him. And then that night I went home and I thought to myself, I thought, what am I doing? Why am I not going with him? Yeah, I'm Muslim, they're Muslim, they're going to pray, why am I not going to pray? And Alhamdulillah, from then on, I started to join them, started to go to pray. Yeah, that's the benefit of just being around good company. Those brothers that did that, they didn't give me any dawah. They didn't say to me once, yeah, Oh, you know what, Akhi, you should pray, you should do this. Well, maybe they did, but I don't remember that. All I remember is Salah time. They went up and they just went. Yeah? And then that got me thinking inside myself, why aren't I, why aren't I praying? Yeah? That's the benefit of positive influences, yeah? So, be around good company. Now, you might say, hold on. I haven't got any good company. I haven't got any good friends. Yeah? That's why it links back to the one I mentioned before. Yeah? Your good actions, attending the masjid, volunteering, things like that. That's how you can start to build good company, yeah? I'm not saying cut off all of your old mates, your old life, cut it all off, unless your old life was really, really bad, yeah? I'm not saying that, right? Sometimes that can have a negative effect if you just cut everyone off and they don't know what they've done and they, you know. So, but have good company around you as well in Shah Tarot, okay? Mentors, right? If you can find brothers and the sisters find sisters in the community a little bit older than you people you can look up to yeah i'm not talking about necessarily old men if you find a, an old uncle who's willing to take you under his wing fine but just somebody who's even a few years older than you could be a big brother could be a cousin could be just some guy you meet in the masjid who's like you know uh, volunteers as well whatever it is yeah try to learn from them yeah that's one of the things we're trying to do with this podcast taking some of our experiences sharing it with other people so they can benefit from it as well in Shah Tarot.
Right. Following on from that, your behaviour, your conduct towards your parents. This, unfortunately, guys, right, take it from people that know, is one of the areas that just gets totally mashed up when you start practising. Especially if your parents maybe aren't doing everything they could be in the dean. Maybe they're not as focused uh, dean-wise as they could be, right? Don't start having harsh conduct towards them, yeah? Show them that the dean has made you better. Not the dean's made you harsh, yeah? Not the dean's made you somebody who's who's strict and firm and you, you know, you're going to start laying into them. Don't do that, yeah? Show them that the dean's made you better, yeah? You've got better conduct towards your parents. You've got better conduct towards your siblings, towards your, your ex- extended family, yeah? Your elders, etc., right? Maybe your mum's not wearing hijab. Maybe your dad only prays Juma, etc., etc., yeah? Don't lay into them, right? But come to them softly. Come to them softly. Show them good conduct, Yeah? Maybe normally you'd never help help your mum with her shopping. Now you help her with her shopping. She says, what's wrong with you? Why are you helping me with, your, with my shopping now? You never used to do this. You say, you know what, mum? I found out today that being good to the parents is a very important thing in Islam. So I'm going to try and be better. Yeah? Try to have that type of attitude. You'll find that it has a positive impact on your um, parents, um, family members, etc. You've got the wider Muslim community. Yeah? This is going to lead on to one of the aspects of things not to do, yeah? But good conduct towards the wider Muslim community. In our community, we've got all sorts of people, right? We've got people that are practicing, you know, doing everything that they can to get to Jannah. You've got some people that aren't too bothered, etc., etc. Be people of good conduct, okay? Be people of good conduct. And also to the non-Muslims as well, right? Don't start showing non-Muslims some, some harshness, yeah? Show them good conduct and obviously we're talking about like your average joe somebody who hasn't done anything to you yeah if somebody's doing something to you it's different but just average people going about their business yeah be uh behave towards them with good conduct inshallah right let's go on now a little bit concerned about time let's go on now to things that you should not be doing and i'm going to start with family okay following on from the one that I just mentioned yeah so in the in the in the company one we talked about good company mentors uh, good behavior towards parents family members the community non-muslims etc now what not to do with regards to your family don't cut ties with your family don't cut ties with them don't start saying oh mum you're not you're not on it dad you're not on it brothers sisters you're not on it right you know what I ain't going to talk to you lot don't be like that even if, for example, you're a revert or your family don't practice, so you started practicing, etc., or whatever it is, don't cut ties, yeah? Still have a relationship with them, right? Still be involved in their lives because the reality is, right, your family, they love you, yeah? Most cases, the family, they love you. They want to see good for you. And if they see that something's changed and it's having this negative effect, they're going to be sad. They're going to be concerned. You're going to think, what is this Islam? It's made this guy, you know, so harsh. He's cutting us off now. He wasn't like that before. Yeah, why has he become so weird? Right? You don't want to be like that. You can still be principled. You can still be on your religion. Yeah? If your family, for example, if you come from a family, say your family drink. 
right? And now you're on the dean, you don't want to, you're not going to drink. So you say, no, you know what? I'm not going to drink because you know I'm trying to be more concerned about my religion now. So I'm not, I'm not going to do that, inshallah. Yeah. And you know you can say it like that, but you can say it in a nice way, right? Maybe for example, let's say your family does Christmas. You don't want to do Christmas. So they say, yeah, come over for Christmas. You say, you know what, Zakhlakhai, thanks for the offer. But you know what, I don't really want to do Christmas. Yeah? They say, oh, no, no, I don't want to just come over. You say, you know what, I'll come over the day after. Or something like that. That's just an example, yeah? But doing it with good conduct, not just bashing people down and cutting off ties, that's always going to have a negative effect. Because remember, in your parents' eyes, you're still that little kid that was in, in nappies pooing his pants. Yeah, that's what that's how they remember you. That little toddler that's still running around, you know, just mumbling words and you know, putting things in their mouth and you know, being silly, etc. Right? And now when they see that you've changed, that's difficult for them to take. Yeah, if you're being harsh. But if you're being, you know, if you're showing good conduct to them, then they're actually going to appreciate the changes that you've gone through. Right. The next one, groups. I talked about groups and good company. Yeah. As one of the things you should be doing. Volunteering with organisations. Yeah, going to the masjid. Maybe volunteering with the masjid, etc. The types of groups that you need to stay away from. Okay? Really simple. Right? Really simple. If you're with brothers and sisters. That believe that they're the only ones that are correct. And everybody else is on some next level mad thing. Stay away from them. Yeah? They are not going to be healthy for your development in the deen. If you're with a group, I'll say it again, that think that they're the only ones that are correct and everybody else is wrong, stay away from them. Okay? Don't like, when I say stay away, I don't mean like you know never talk to them. I mean you don't have to join that group. Yeah? You don't have to join any group, right? But that type of group, because think about it, right? You've got Muslims worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, loving Allah. Loving the Prophet trying sincerely to uh, worship Allah, trying sincerely to follow the guidance of the Prophet And then you've got this group saying, we're the only ones that are on it. Everyone else is on something else. Everyone else is wrong. We're the only ones that are right. That doesn't make sense. Okay? That doesn't make sense. The Prophet he tells us that the strength is with the Jama'ah. Okay? He tells us that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in the Quran. Yeah? He tells us, that um, uh, to to basically follow the way of the believers, okay, it's a collective. So generally, the general masses of the Muslims are going to be correct. There might be different levels amongst them, etc., etc. But don't go for any groups that are going to be causing divisions and that are going to be claiming that they're the only ones that are right. Everyone else is wrong. Let alone if they start bringing harsh things, like saying Muslims are non-Muslims. You know, all these Muslims are non-Muslims, blah, blah, blah. Things like that, stay away from those groups. That's a very toxic mentality. You don't want to have that, okay? Um, because those things, they end up becoming like, you know, like very clicky, yeah? You're either, you're either in our clique or you're not, yeah? And you, you haven't got time for that. You want to focus on getting to Jannah, yeah? You want to focus on taking as many people, you know, being there with as many people of the Muslims as possible, not... You know, excommunicating people from the from the dean. You don't want to do that. Okay. Um, also, you have some groups that just focus on one thing. Yeah, they're not as harsh as the one I just mentioned, but they focus on just one thing. 
okay just one area yeah could be knowledge it could be dawa it could be you know something else etc right just be aware that the dean is not just one area the dean is lots of different areas yeah so if you have a group that only focuses on one area you might find that they're neglecting other things people can have specializations yeah but if the group the whole group is just about one thing then you know that okay maybe these people they're not as dynamic as they should be and they're not diversifying their skills uh in in uh the areas that they could be diversifying them into okay right so the next one bad conduct okay avoid bad conduct no matter what stay away from bad conduct okay being harsh in dawa yeah now you've come to the dean you're standing on a dao stall right you're giving a bit of dawa you're telling people about islam and you see non-muslim women walk past they're not wearing much and you start cursing them and you start landing to them and telling them they're gonna go to hell and blah 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 yeah take it easy take it easy okay avoid that harshness right you see another Muslim, maybe he's not praying, maybe he's got a girlfriend, maybe he's got this, maybe he's got that, and you're laying into him, harshness, 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 that's not a good mentality, okay? There is a time, there is certain times, certain conditions, etc., etc., where someone can be harsh. Remember, you're new. You're new to this, yeah? Take your time. That's why you need things like mentors, you need things like good company around you, etc., etc., that are going to keep you balanced, okay? Keep you balanced right instead of just going into laying into things with with harshness right this next one is huge it's huge and it's going to save you so much time if you take my advice on this one yeah stay away from controversies in the dean controversial issues they could be in aqidah in belief they could be in fiqh yeah in jurisprudence they could be in like you know personalities so-and-so said this, so-and-so did that, blah, blah, blah. Controversial stuff, keep your head out of it. Stay away from it, yeah? It's going to mess you up. You're going to spend so many hours online up until, you know, the early hours, researching stuff, refutations, blah, 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 blah. Waste of time. Waste of time, okay? Avoid controversial stuff. Technical debates, avoid them. Remember, you're new, right? Imagine you've got two doctors... Yeah, they're having a discussion on some guy who's got a rash. Yeah, one doctor says it's because of his diet, another one says it's an allergy, somebody else says no, it's a disease, blah blah blah, and they're all arguing. You, as somebody who is not a doctor, how can you get involved in this conversation? Yeah, how can you even be like, oh no, well, you know what, that doctor said this and that doctor, you know, stay out of it, let the experts deal with that stuff. Okay, you focus on what you've got to do. Yeah, in this context, it might be you focusing on your health, you focusing on, you know, your stuff. Leave the speciality, leave the technical debates and discussions to the people who are at that level. Okay? Finally, the problems of the ummah are not on your shoulders. Right? You are not, not the Mahdi. You are not Isa alayhi salam. Right? The, the weight of the world is not on your shoulders. Okay? The world is not going to stop. If you, you know, do or do not do something, right? Don't think that the weight of the world is on your shoulders, right? Take the time, right? Grow in the deen, mature in the deen. Focus on your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yeah? Focus on um, being around good people. Focus on good character, yeah? 
and step by step learning step by step like this and then inshallah you're gonna you know grow in a healthy way in the deen because some of the some of the consequences of not doing these things falling into controversial issues is you end up holding a stance later on you find out you get a bit more knowledge you find out that oh that stance that i had before is totally wrong yeah and i was going on about it like oh, i knew everything and now i figure out i don't know anything so it's better you just focus on doing good things yeah focus on like i say relationship with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah focus on your ibadah focus on the quran right these sorts of things this is beneficial for you stay away from controversial stuff and to be honest stay in your lane okay you're someone new right focus on building a good foundation don't get involved in all that other stuff make sure you got the good character may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you inshallah ta'ala so these are some points guys i hope it's been beneficial um some of the do's and some of the don'ts if you've uh decided to come closer to the deen closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know hopefully these are some things that will guide you in the right direction um if out of all of these the most important one i would say is having that good support structure around you okay especially if you're a revert especially if you're a revert having a good support structure how can you get that get involved in projects okay volunteering when i say get involved in projects i'm not talking about setting up something brand new just you know get involved in an organization they tell you you know what bruv wear a high vis and just stand at the gate yeah and then tell people to you know come in through this door or that door or, you know collect collection bucket or whatever little simple things right is how you start building uh yourself up in inshallah so jazakumullah for listening i really do hope it's been of uh benefit to you inshallah um stay tuned for our next uh podcast that we'll have coming up um soon inshallah jazakumullah khair assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh